meal ticket, ticket, meal ticket, ticket, comma, uh, feel in my back, real niggas, he said real niggas in my condo, I know, meaning his seat, yeah, yeah. and get the vibe right, and get the vibe right, and get the, and get the, and get the vibe right, yeah, bitch, we in this bitch, I just like yelling at and what's up, y'all? This is Tressy. Uh, this is Cedric, and we're through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip-hop lens. Let's get to it. Motherfucker, this is what we're doing to do. We podcasting on that ass. Oh, my God. Yes, we are. So, what's up, y'all? How you doing? How you feeling? This is episode 81, motherfucks. Yeah, and if you guys missed us, yeah, we just did fucking Pod Slam, and it was great. Right. Uh, it was amazing. It was, like, the best time I've ever had in my life, man. I mean, we talked. We recorded the episode. Yo, we doing this shit again next year, yeah? Yeah, let's, let's, I, I think it's going to go great next I, year. I think, it, yeah, next year, because it, it went It went, it went amazing. It went perfect. Nothing yes. went wrong. Nothing um, we had like a hundred people show up. Yo, thanks to all y'all that showed up, man. That was so much love. I appreciate y'all. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, um, since y'all all signed up, you know, we got some special shit for y'all um in the mail coming. Uh th- thanks for thanks for coming. Special shit in the mail. <laughs> just... Yeah, it's, it, it's it's on the way. We're making promises. All right. Uh, <laughs> these are things I did not, I was not privy to. But all right. Um, we've got a nice episode for you guys today. Yeah. Um, we're going to go over some singles that have dropped recently Ooh. because, um, you know, we, we've kind of uh, surpassed a couple of them that we haven't been able to talk about. And some of them are kind of new. Some of them are just, we just wanted to talk about these singles. It's exciting singles. Yeah. like It it's honestly been, is exciting. Right. It's been like a nice time for, for dropping singles at this moment. Like, I mean, 2018 has been a great, like we thought 2017 was a great year. It was, though. I think 2018 is going to be even better. I mean, I'm still bumming Victory Lab. I don't know. Who else is still, <laughs> right, who right. Else is still bumming Victory same, Lab, yo? Same, Real talk. same. I mean, th- th- tons. Of, Nipsey, yo. Right, seriously. I mean, I still work out to that. But um, <laughs> so let's get into some news before we go into these singles. Right, um, there's some things that that's been going on. Uh, let's talk about one thing that's kind of like related but not related. Let's talk about Jeff Bezos real quick. Oh yeah, the so, richest, richest motherfucker alive. Wait, richest motherfucker alive. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. He is the owner of Amazon and yes. the Washington Post. He owns yeah. a bunch of shit. So it's it's weird. So I'm just gonna go on a tangent here and a little little run. Are you are you guys ready for this? Little yeah. this little. You guys know how much I hate rich people, right? Yes, we do. We do. You, you always give he, me so much shit. Cause every time we talk about rich people, oh, it's because they're fucking rich. Fuck them. Was that's what you do? <laughs> But when I explain about this motherfucker, you'll understand no, why. No, yeah, this this rich man, yes. This motherfucker has more wealth than anyone in the world has ever had. Mm-hmm. He's got, what is it, a, over $100 billion. He's worth over $100 billion. The next closest person to him is Bill Gates, who's worth like $50 billion. So he like, he more than doubles the worth of the next closest person on the list. 
Like, so it's... When you think about that, think about the richest... Bill Gates is worth, like, $50 billion. Jeff Bezos is worth more than double that. What's this motherfucker gonna do with a hundred and something billion dollars? hundred and twenty billion dollars. He couldn't spend all that if he tried. He couldn't. So what I think, I think I would, what I want to talk to you about is like the whole fact that his workers still can't, like the people that work for Amazon still can't afford to live, like they're still, they're all like below, what is it, um, poverty line. Like most of the, the people that work for Amazon. Yeah, so when you, when you break down the wealth of the owner of the company mm-hmm. to the lowest worker of the company, right? it reminds me of fucking slavery times. And uh, it, it's so frustrating for me because when you, when you break down the numbers, I don't want to get super technical to, with y'all, but right. um, Jeff Bezos being worth this hundred and something billion dollars, um, and he has workers making minimum wage in some places that is seven seventy five, and they have to be on government assistance because they right. cannot afford to pay their bills. They can't afford to eat. They can't afford to live where they're working in these fulfillment centers. Like okay? we thought, Walmart was shit. Like, I mean, Walmart the- is shit. Trust yeah. me, the Walton family's pieces of shit as well. Right. But they don't touch Jeff Bezos' wealth. Okay. Right. No one does. No one ever has. There's countries on this planet with collections of millions of people who do not have the wealth of Jeff Bezos, okay? Um, So the fact that he's allowed to have these hundred and something billion dollars and still have his workers make so little is is just... Mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling, and for me, it's not fair. It doesn't make sense to me. How can we have a system in this country that allows someone to amass so much wealth by on, on literally on the backs of others. And when, right. when I think about the last time this happened, it's like, huh, sounds like slavery. Definitely sounds like slavery. I mean, like, if we even just think about, like, I was, I'm reading the, the article. It says that this time last year, Jeff Bezos' uh, net worth was estimated at $84 billion, according to the Bloomberg Billionaire Index. Bloomberg. Sorry. Um, and then uh, this week, when Amazon became the second company in history after Apple to be valued at a trillion dollars, his wealth just hit another all-time high, and he's worth $168 billion. $168 billion. I mean, Bill Gates, the world's second richest person, has a net worth of around $95 billion. Sorry, okay. So he's still pretty close. Yes. But he's still worth... More like double that. Double that. Right. Compared to the eighty-five billion one year ago. So it's it's so about a twelve percent increase. And so for that. One thing I like to think about when you know, I uh America's built on capitalism, right? Right. The whole idea that if you work hard, if you have an idea, you can you can build and and accumulate wealth. I have nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I have nothing against that. Um, something, uh, I almost said Harrison Ford. Uh, <laughs> Harrison Ford, and <laughs> we just did that last Ford episode. Ford, uh, Use no. way too many napkins. <laughs> uh, Henry Ford, when he, you know, started the Ford Motor Company, 
he had a philosophy that he didn't want to pay his workers less so little that they couldn't afford to buy the napkins and a cord to Ford Ford. That they couldn't afford <laughs> to, to buy a Ford. Here's a Ford and a Porsche cord. So, like, yeah, he didn't want his workers to make so little that they couldn't they afford, afford the product that they're producing. Right. So he wanted to pay his workers on the assembly line enough so they could buy a fucking car that they're making. Right. Jeff Bezos doesn't give a fuck. He has no qualms with... No fucks are given. No qualms, he has no qualms with everyone trying to scrap for, like, so, pennies. My issue is, I pay taxes. Trust right. do you pay taxes? Yes, sir. Great. So, um, Jeff Bezos, or Amazon, I should say, doesn't. No. When they want to open a new office somewhere, do you know what they do? They, they send ask, out a... They, hey, who's got the best deal for me? Who's going to give me the best tax breaks to bring my business to their city? Right. So you know what that means? They're not paying their fair share of taxes. They're not. Are they paying their workers a fair share? No. The workers aren't even making enough money. The right. workers are on, I think something like 60% of Amazon employees are on like some type of government assistance. Assistance, right. Whether it's food stamps, mm-hmm. Section 8 housing, right. something. Because they because they can't get by mm-hmm. on the basics because Jeff Bezos wants to be worth $160 million. Billion right. dollars. Billion dollars. Billion, billion, billion. Um, but which is which is crazy because they were going to move into the, like Chicago was the city that was petitioning to try and have them yep. come in, and Chicago wants them. Yeah, yeah, they want them. Um, I, I think we're out of the race though, right? I From don't. One, the last I heard, he has not made. They have not made a decision, decision. yet on where the next. Um, well, it's supposed to be in the old post office. It's a huge building, and that would be. Yeah. A big boon for the city, except wait, they won't be paying taxes. So. Exactly. So it who's paying be. for that? We are us. And so you know something. Yes, this is hip hop because everyone in hip hop pays taxes. Mm-hmm. And I need y'all to understand something. When big companies, big corporations like whether it's Amazon or Walmart or whoever Google. the fuck, Google, when they don't pay their workers a living wage, and they have to be on government assistance, what you are doing is you're allowing that. That money that's being produced by these workers, the profits are going to the heads of these companies and the shareholders of these companies, while the workers' salaries or lack of salaries are being subsidized by taxpayers. Right. So me and you, the average average Joe, is paying the difference that these workers need to live while those, the profits are then going to the rich. So instead of Jeff Bezos, instead of being worth a hundred and what was it, hundred and it's one sixty eight, one hundred and sixty eight billion dollars, mm-hmm. he could be worth a hundred billion dollars. Right, use that. He could 60. be worth a hundred billion dollars <laughs> and pay his workers a living wage, yeah. and still be worth a hundred billion dollars. But he, he he's like fuck that. He's like I, fuck that. I, I need wanna... that sixty eight too. Right, but it's something that that Ben said on this podcast a while ago even though he's not here for this one again little bitch uh, <laughs> but um it's something he said on the podcast a while ago is that it takes a different kind of person to be a CEO of a company and it, you have to like just be selfish as fuck like you have to just yes. not think about the fact that there are it's an immoral position to it is. be like that I'm a- Amoral. Amoral, sorry. Where, like, you just don't have them. They just right. don't exist. They're not there. You there. You're not, like, a bad person. You just don't give a fuck. Yeah, you don't give a fuck. And you know what? I have no problem with that. There's nothing wrong with that person. My problem is with the society and, with, and with the government that allows that type of 
system exactly. to, to, to exist. Mm-hmm. There needs to be regulations or protections, right? Mm-hmm. You know, our president now is like, oh, we need to get rid of these harmful regulations. No, they're, they're not regulations. No. They're protections for us. Exactly. For you, for the normal taxpayer, so that your hard-earned money that comes out of your check every two weeks is not going to corporate welfare where you're paying exactly. for someone else to be able to pay their workers so little. Exactly. And it's it's not fair to us. It's not. It, and that's why it's it's important for us to go out and do all this voting. And what's also important to note is that a lot of these Justice, justice Democrats are actually getting through and pulling through. Like a yeah. lot of the progressives are very are getting through because a lot of people are starting to realize that this is what's happening and it's, it's a vicious cycle that has become, that is going too far and is getting out of control. I mean, it's been out of control for years. Um, and so, we, I mean, like, you just, you have to figure out where you want to be on the side of history. Yeah. Do you want to pay taxes for the, do you, do you want to live the same way that you've been living for the rest of your fucking life or do you want to see you do you want to be part of be a part of change? You know be, what I mean? Be a part of change. And I mean, it's happening here in Chicago. So like right now in Chicago, mm-hmm. there's a strike for the hotel workers. There you go. Yes. And they're striking because what do these big hotels do? In the summertime when it's booming time and there's occupancies at 100%, mm-hmm. they hire a bunch of people. They bring on the workers. But these workers are unionized, right? So in the wintertime, when it slows down, they lay them off. And they say, okay, go home. We don't have work for you. Right. But not only are they laid off, their benefits stop. So if it's... So it's not like you're getting a severance. You're, you're not getting laid, a severance. You're laid you're the laid fuck off. off. So when do, you, when do you, you usually get sick? Is it in the summer or is it like in the wintertime? Winter. It's in the wintertime, right? Well, guess what? If you get sick in the wintertime and you work for a hotel, you're not covered. It's not coming out of your fucking pocket. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Because the hotel CEO, does he... The hotel CEO, does does he get laid off in the wintertime when sales are down? Nope. He still gets his paycheck, right? Exactly. Managers still get their paychecks. Exactly. But the workers, the people who are actually doing, doing the, the work, work. Mm-hmm. they don't, they get nothing. Exactly. And this is so fucked up in our system. And, you know, I, I honestly wish there were more people in the culture talking about this type of shit. And that's why music. we're here, though. That's why That's why we sprinkle this in with everything else. Like, we have to make sure that people are aware of the things that are happening in their communities, especially out here. I mean, that's why we, when we had Black Achilles on, we talked to him about a lot of the things that were happening back sure. home. You know For what sure. I mean? Like, it's not only about the hit, it's not only about the music, it's not only about the funny shit, like the beefs and shit like that. It's also about understanding what's happening in your community and, and trying to figure out ways to try and affect change in your community. You have to, because so. it's... It's a big deal, y'all. It is. It, it's a fucking huge deal. It's a big fucking... Because, I mean, it's a huge dick that's going to fuck you in the end. Yes, and this is why I hate rich people. And that's, that's why he this hates why, rich and, and You're rich, but, but the thing that I have a problem with you sometimes, you're like, you're rich. What do you have to care about? But you, I feel like you just... You dehumanize people that are rich. But I'm just saying, like, when you... When we, $68 billion. You're not human. I'm not talking about that. He's a I'm fucking about, god on this planet. I'm talking about people you, that that build themselves up from the ground up, right. like rappers and shit like that, and then yeah. all of a sudden they have issues, and you're saying you're rich. No, okay. Is, you all know right. what I mean? No, no, no. But, yeah. but I'm just saying, right. like, it's no, different. Right. We you have know what? to I've, be... <laughs> since, since we've had our talks on the podcast, we've talked through some of these things. <laughs> exactly. And I've tried to, 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 to 
sympathize with them. I can't empathize. I'm not going to lie. I can't empathize with you rich-ass motherfuckers. But <laughs> I can try to sympathize that you're still human. True. And you still have to deal with things. Speaking of still human, I think people need to understand that rich people are human and that they're going to still act the same way that they acted before they had money if they just got money two days ago. And this is what I'm talking about when it comes to Cardi B. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj had this whole fucking thing, this whole beef uh, at, at New York Fashion Week. So... Yeah, I, I, I thank you for saying New York Fashion Week because uh-huh. everything on, like, on the internet is like NYFW. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's a new acronym I don't know. Like, like, what the fuck are they talking about? NYFW. What the fuck is that? Right? And, oh, uh-huh. All right, anyway. New York Fashion Week. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> that was funny. Um, so yeah, so at New York Fashion Week, so this is what happened. The whole beef, of course, has been stemmed from a while ago. What a where, bunch of shit. I mean, like, hold on, gotta hand him. Uh, handed him. That was a good handoff. Great. Anyway, it handed him the uh, alcohol, the alcoholist. Um. But yeah, so what happened is Cardi B had her baby, fucking Nikki. I mean, because we've already detailed a lot of this beef already on past yeah, podcasts. It's, it's been ongoing. It's been, bu- yeah, it's it's been, been in building. the background. It's been building. They both denied it for right. months. So, and finally, she- NYFW happened. <laughs> so what happened is, uh, I guess there was a tweet that went out where... Um, some fan was saying that Cardi B needs to start paying more attention to her baby and or something like that. As a mother, she wasn't basically questioned her parenthood. Um, so I was just like laughing at the fact that Nicki Minaj liked it, right? So <laughs> Nicki Minaj likes that thing. And so it's just you, like the petty you gotta, levels. You gotta know when you're famous, motherfuckers People are gonna will look find at anything, everything you do. Right. So she likes it apparently, and then so that to Cardi became a direct threat uh, to her, and so she at New York Fashion Week threw a fucking shoe, and was like, "Bitch!" No, 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 no. no. Correction, what? she threw two shoes. All right, uh, I apologize. She threw both bloody shoes, yo. She threw both of them, motherfucker. I threw bloody shoes. Um, so she threw both of them, bitches, and did not hit her, but. Uh, Nicki Minaj had her back to the wall with basically a 180 of security framing around her. And Cardi B was like, what's up, bitch? Where, like, come on, like, why are you hiding type of thing? It was ratchet. And It was love and hip-hop ratchet. You could hear Nicki saying, I'm right here, I'm not moving. So it was just very interesting to see that people were saying... <laughs> it was interesting? Interesting. No, to see that people were like... Cardi B shouldn't act like that. Yes, she shouldn't act that, okay. like that way. Like, I understand that a lady should not present herself in that way. But if you coming after my family, yeah, I'm probably going to do some shit. Also, they're talking about how she's, like, you act like you got some money. Act like you, well, hold on. What do you mean, act like I have some money? Meaning don't show off in front of these white people? Hey, talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, what you, what you talking about? I got mo- I just got money a year ago. I ain't changed a bit. Y'all loved me for being authentic and being who the fuck I am. I was just on fucking Instagram beating bitches up like maybe a year, a year ago. ago. You uh, know what I mean? Yep. Like this is what this is my claim to fame. So you don't want me to act the way I acted the whole time y'all knew me? Fuck out of here. I feel like people are just trying to like 
Like, don't don't try and put that on her. Like, this is who she is. This is who you wanted. And now when it, she's she's really about to act on some shit, you you want to be like, oh, she shouldn't act that way. Yeah, but I mean, that don't make it right. No, it doesn't make it right. But that don't make it right. And I mean, part and I, I'm I'm honestly torn on this. I'm torn on this because I understand the whole argument I'm torn about with a horn horn. <laughs> I'm torn before the cord born. Playing a cord again. Playing the cord again with a cardigan. With a cardigan. Using way too many napkins. <laughs> so I'm 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 totally torn on this because I understand both sides where this is who she is. This is who she's been. She's being authentic. But I also understand the side of when you in certain places, you have to act appropriately. True, and I, true, and I, and true. I don't think that has... I think maybe back then it had some shit to do with white versus black or when you're around these white people do this. But For sure, yeah. I feel like at this point, when it comes to New York Fashion Week, it ain't about black and white. It's about just money. Because it's, it's a lot of motherfuckers in there who got, money, got money who are, who are multicultural. And don't want to associate themselves with that kind of behavior. Like well, because I get you that. don't have to. Right. You can you can deal with your shit elsewhere. But there's also, trust me, Cardi B from the block is like it's on site. On site mm-hmm. means on site, right? Right. Like it doesn't mean when I catch you in an appropriate place. Right. No, that does, that just means when I see you, I see you, and it's on. Like that's what that's all it is. That's what everybody from the hood knows what that means. But but, but it it also makes me think what prompted the outburst that happened there. Like something, there's something that's missing It's just, there. It's, there's something missing there. I think, I think what it is is Cardi B is just super aggravated that how many times she's had to try and squash whatever this thing is. Like she even went on Instagram and I think it was Instagram or Twitter, whatever, whatever yes, fucking it social media. It was media. But like, she was just like, this girl copped a plea twice whenever I try and address this shit. And so now she going to keep doing this petty behind-the-scenes shit. So I'm, I'm done. Like, I can't fuck with these fake motherfuckers anymore. And that's what everyone... And this isn't the first time that anybody has said that about Nikki. Like, Nikki right. has, like... People are crying wolf about uh, Nikki. And she's... Trying to stop bags, trying to tell people... If, exactly. If this person's at this show, I won't be there. Exactly. So that's why I'm just like, I... I've heard it. I've heard it, too. You know, that's why I'm just like, I don't really have that sympathy for Nikki. I've, and then Nikki goes on her fucking radio show. Which has been helping her streams and helping all of her shit. So it's all about, about it. you know, promotion. Talk about and this it. Is, this is something that I'm getting tired of in this new era. Mm-hmm. Manufactured beefs and manufactured uh, issues with people just to increase clicks, increase sales, Increased streams. I mean, we talked about this when Post Malone had that shit. Exactly. The the fucking YouTube shit. Migos had it too. Like, I'm tired of this. Like, there's nothing that's real about this industry anymore. Right. Or it's hard to tell or what's hard to real. Tell. Or, or it's easier to see the fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean... It used to be... They used to have this shit under wraps, and now it's just all out in the fucking open. So, again, I'm still torn on this one. Because yeah. there's a time and a place for everything. I learned that at a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, young age. At a young age. And it's not about having money or not having money. It's not about white people or not being white people. It's knowing when and how to handle your business. Right. I I, I am still in the fence that that was very inappropriate. 
I don't think it was appropriate at all, but I don't think it was a surprise. I mean, it surprised me, but it's still and I don't. And to be honest, I'm not. I don't fault Cardi B for doing it. I don't think it was smart, but I don't fault her for doing. She what couldn't she, have found a better time or place to do I it. I don't think it was smart, but I don't think it's out of her character. It's. I don't think. I don't. Well, her think, character's wrong. Her character's not right. She has bad character. I think it's. I just think that. It's just something that people. Not. I'm not saying that we have to deal with it. I think it's something that she definitely needs to change and check herself about. But I just think that people don't need to attack her in the it, with that whole "you got money, act like it" type of thing. And okay, that, I, you know what I mean. That's the thing that I I'm agree getting with. That at. yeah. But like I just said, it's not about the money. It's not about the white people. Right. It was just bad. It was just. It was just. It was just not. It was inappropriate because was inappropriate. You, as an adult and a mother. You probably shouldn't be doing that. You know, you want to get home to your, your kid, like that type of shit. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, what else we got? I don't know. One other thing, uh, <laughs> speaking about petty, uh, <laughs> people being petty, fucking Frank Ocean, man. Frank Ocean. Oh, I like took, Frank Ocean. What he do? took his, he's filing a cease and desist to t- get his vo- vocals off of uh, Astral World, off of the song Carousel. Bro, that song was dope. So, the, that song is super dope. <laughs> so this is what's happening though. Uh, he's filing a cease and desist because he thinks that um, he thinks that they messed with his voice and they put auto tune on it. Like they did some processing to it that he did not authorize, that he didn't approve. So he wants it taken off. Ain't that petty though, man? So he he's man. Like you, you, yo, you on the number one album in the world. Engineers, yo, be careful whose vocals you fuck with. They might well, somebody come sends your you. shit to them. I mean, that's true. That is true. Look, bro. That's true. You record the shit in the studio. It sounds a certain way. You walk away. You think that's it? I'm sorry. Frank Ocean's been around long enough to know. You come into the studio. You record your fucking verse. Mm-hmm. You listen back to it. You're like, all right, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. You know it's not going to end up like that. It's going to get mixed. The, the the song itself may not even make the project that you had recorded it for. You might get pulled. But to add, so I think that's where I always ask, uh, like, Matt, like, the line between an engineer and production. Because as an engineer, you do add, like, Melodyne and all that stuff to a voice. Of course. However, I wonder... I don't know. Like, I wonder where that line is sometimes for certain songs. Is is it the same every time? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I know, like, for instance, Air Now and Kane, she only gets her, her her vocals done here. Like, she, Matt's the only person that mixes it. So, so, she, so, so I just want to be clear with this. Mm-hmm. So she can record somewhere else, but Matt's the only one who touches her actual I believe vocals. so. I, I mean, just from what I know. Yeah. But, um... But also, like, but that I'm sure that's written in her shit too. Like, was there a contract written when he wrote this to I say that, yo, my vocals have yeah. to sound like this? I, I'd like to know. But that's another thing is that a lot of this shit in the music industry is so just like, yeah, you know, you're right. It's so it's so there's no that like per, there's no contract. You, you play guitar. You 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 play guitar on somebody's fucking song. You won't get written into the production. Exactly. I mean, I I helped out randomly. Uh, 
with some vocals for some shit. Yeah. You're and not I just gonna walked a... in, and I'm sure I'm not on the credits. Right. I was you're not going to get credit. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all good, though. So, it it's, was... it... so in, my, in my opinion on this, Frank Ocean, people love it. The reaction to that project was overwhelmingly positive. The reaction to that feature by you was, was overwhelmingly positive. Just take that shit. If you're, if you're so sensitive about the way you sound, then before you do any feature, motherfucker... It should be known. Have a contract written out saying, I have to have final say of how my voice goes out. I wonder if this is like the first time it's happened and like this is like a learning experience for him. I doubt it. For him to get to this point, it's probably not the first time. He's probably just like pissed. That it's like the salty, seventh time. <laughs> and it's like, no, no. Yeah. Or, I don't know, man. Or there's some other petty shit behind the scenes with him and Travis. Could be. Could be. Yeah, there's got to be something else. It can't be just That's this. That's petty, bro. That's petty. Motherfucker, how much money? I, I want to see the, the royalty check he got off this, this album. I want to see the royalty check he got off this motherfucker. That would be interesting. And then, again, this is me being mad about rich people, right? Like, uh, motherfucker, you just made $50,000 last week off of one verse, and you over here bitching about it. <laughs> Try I fuck guess. Up. Oh, Jeff Bezos my ass, God. motherfucker. <laughs> All right, well, moving on, I guess, to, I don't know, squashing petty beefs. Let's talk about that. Who squashed the beef? Uh, Drake and Meek Mill. Oh, that was beautiful. That, you know up, what? Yeah. I'm sorry. Explain Explain it. Explain it. No, I was just going to say, I think, what was it? Uh, Drake brought out Meek Mill uh, at his show, and they squashed the beef on, on, on stage for everyone to see. Bro, that was that was beautiful. It was dope. Um, you don't see rappers doing that a lot. Mm-mm. You might hear them say, yeah, you know, we cool now. The beef is squashed. But to actually ha- bring him out on stage, have him perform a song... And Drake, if you see the video, Drake's rapping along to Meek's mm-hmm. verse half the time, like being the hype man. Mm-hmm. But Drake does that shit anyway. Drake is like, yeah, he's a showman, bro. He's he looks yeah. fucking corny <laughs> as hell doing that shit. But he brought him out on a show, bro. Like mm-hmm. they big ups. He's like, yo, he's one of my favorite rappers, and they squashed that shit. Yeah, it was it was the culture needed that. I think so, especially I think the at this time. That. I think so too. And I think it also brings more uh, weight to Drake's comments previously when mm-hmm. Meek was still locked up saying free Meek. Yeah. I think that was just like, you know, I, I again, I hate this whole thing when people be like, oh, my brother, my brother. But I, I think it was a very interesting thing just to see like him being like free Meek and like Meek to go through what he went through. He'd be like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, why I got to be like that? Like, this shit don't, don't mean nothing. Like he can. Now, it'll be interesting what this means to Kanye to see what happens with Kanye and all of that, but I don't I don't see Drake squashing that beef. I mean, we'll see, because the Meek thing was pretty deep. I mean, this dude fucking couple songs on him. He 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 put an asterisk on his career for sure. And, and yeah, and Meek, yeah, Meek. I mean, who who was talking about ghostwriters? Before that. Before that happened. And now, I mean, no we just one talked cared. about it. No uh, one cares. Eminem brought up. Uh, ghost writers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, fucking... Actually, that happened beforehand, but Kendrick talked about ghost writers. Yeah. So, you know, there's a there's a lot of ghost writing talk now that's now it's damn near a question fucking every interview we've done. 
mm-hmm. on this podcast with other artists, we've asked about ghostwriters. Other interviews that you've seen other artists do, we've the question about ghostwriting has you come up. Come up, yeah, because, because of, of the Meek and Drake, Drake thing. Yeah. So that beef maybe have just been between those two people, but it, it created. Uh, an aftershock throughout the whole culture For sure. that we're still feeling it was, today. Yeah, exactly. I, it was a big enough thing. It was a big enough, like, uh, falling out for the whole culture to feel. Everybody felt so. it. So it's huge. So it's, it's great to see these two uh, titans come back together. Right. So let's go into some music then. Mm. Uh, speaking of Meek Mill, let's just hop into uh, the feature that he had on T.I.'s joint, Hefe. Hey, bro, that, that shit was lit. That song was so dope. That shit was lit. Like from that the song was like, oh my god. <laughs> First of all, the beat on that motherfucker, with the, with the the trumpet sample in there, the like Spanish sounding shit. Right. With the the eight oh eight coming in a little a little offbeat. I love a slightly offbeat eight oh eight. I love <laughs> drums that are a little off. So you like Jay Dilla a lot. I do. Mm-hmm. But Jay Dilla's drums are a little more realistic sounding. Mm-hmm. This song had more, it definitely had off drums a little, but they were more 808 program sounding. Hmm. Jay Dilla's more I like didn't hear that, but... sounding more like an actual drum set. No, for sure. Um, but I love a little bit of off, a little bit of off drums because it lets you know who how good the rapper is rapping on it. You know, I mentioned Danny Brown being, like, one of my favorite rappers. Right. He raps on them off-drum beats all the fucking time and right. murders that shit. Mm-hmm. So I loved that the drums were a little off. I loved the sample with the fucking horns. And I love the flows. I love the energy, bro. Like, and me and you talked about this shit. T.I.'s voice? Yo, so... Yo, yeah, man, that was like... on the notes on my thing. I was like, the beat is dope. Meek... Uh, I'll go into Meek after that. But, like, T.I.'s voice, like... The the way that his swag is on a track, like, I don't think anybody has that charisma like him. Like, he just, he gets on it so confident. Yeah. And, and with his draw to where he just, he just murders it. So, him and Big Crit have that. Exactly. Him and Big Crit have exactly. that. Exactly. They, they have that southern slang. I can listen to Big Crit on a horrible song and, and it's I like, don't care. I just would their, listen to it. Just their... Their, like, the way they the say twang, certain words, the, the twang, the slurs, and the confidence that they push through their, what you think is their lack of knowledge of the English language. But it's not. It's but just it's, them it's and their, their own shit. specific their execution of it. It's fucking incredible. Yo, I, I love Big it, bro. Album now. Right? It's like, so him and Big Crit to me, and I feel like they both go got that, that from Big Boy. Bury me in gold. Yes. Oh, I gotta but, go but I feel like, to, to be honest, sorry. Big <laughs> Boy... Big Crit and I can't get off. <laughs> Big Boy was the one who really first, for no, me... for sure. Like, put that confident, sure. like, Southern twang on some shit, mm-hmm. but made it still just like, God damn it, you, That's you know one. what you're doing. That's another one. But he was one of the earlier ones for me. Cause even, like, a Scarface was, yeah, a Southern rapper, but didn't have that, like, nope. really big Southern... Dre didn't have that. No, Dre didn't, Dre didn't yeah. have it either. Three sex didn't have that, Big but Boy Big definitely Boy, had that Southern T. twang. Uh, Big Crit. Big Crit. They have those like distinctive, charismatic, cut through everything. Yep. 
you hear them on a track and you know they who can, it is. They can slur their words with their or or like with the, the with the southern draw, and you'll still understand what they're saying. Exactly, it's awesome. I love it. So I do love it. I love Ti's confidence on this. One mm-hmm. thing, I, I, the, the same critique I give Meek all the time that you also do. I hate his flow. I can't figure out where it begins and where it ends sometimes, but it fi- it fits. You know what I mean? It fits, and it it kills me that it fits. But yeah, so, it fits. So one thing I've noticed from the songs he's been doing since he's been out, mm-hmm. he's dialed back his high energy, just over the top. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, it's a little bit in this one, but then if you notice when he stops, and he kind of has that secondary flow where he mm-hmm. slows it back, he dials it back, mm-hmm. and you can actually hear every word he's saying. I appreciate that, Meek, because if you read Meek lyrics, they're a lot deeper than if you hear him say it. Because it's true. just his flow and his energy is sometimes so far over the top. The energy overtakes the message. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other song that we had, the other single we talked about with him, um, where he dialed back the energy and you could actually get the message and it was dope. So... This song, though, I needed that Meek energy and it fucking, it matched the beat and that... It's a turn up like a motherfucker. Yeah, like Bangladesh this song, did, the energy is fucking. Yeah, ah, I love this Bangladesh shit. Bangladesh did his thing on this beat. Oh, it's Bangladesh beat. Hell yeah. yeah. Yo, this beat is hard as fuck. Go check it out. What's the name of the track again? It's called Hefe. Hefe. Meek, it's Ti featuring Meek Mill. Hefe. It's hot. It's hot. Dope AF. Yeah. Um, the fuck next one it. that we wanted to talk about is Little Wayne, Pistol on My Side. Now this one's coming off of I think Swiss Beats. Um, Swiss Beats his album. Album it's called not out Poison. Yet. No, it's not out yet. But that's the I think it's the first single. Right, it is. Yeah. And um this one is produced by um Hemp, Swiss Beats, of course, Alicia Keys, and Arab Arab music. So if you haven't heard the song, you kind of put together what it's gonna sound like. Right. You're definitely gonna have some heavy drums. Swiss some, beats drums. Some some high energy drums. Yes, with the hi hat and the hard the the snare. You're gonna have clap. some Great patterns because you got a rap music on it, and you're gonna have some dope ass piano because Leech Keys is on it. Exactly. Um, I wasn't. I, I've only listened to this song about one and a half times. Um, I'm not sure if I'm here for a Little Wayne project. <laughs> I, don't, I know I'm weird. I'm no, weird. You're, you're not weird. Am I? I'm torn on Little Wayne. Are you? In 2018. Okay. If this was th- three years ago. I would be super hyped, super pumped for a Little Wayne project. Like I, I think his his legacy is solidified already for me, because of all the shit that he had to go through with Birdman. So like I like new music from him is just like a like a shrug. I think, but 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 because we it, haven't gotten a project from him that in I'm so just long, I'm not I'm just not. That's what I'm saying is that and, I'm just not. And the music. So if you were to play this song next to something from Carter Three or Carter Four. There's not much progression. There isn't. It's like the same little Wayne. Just on a different beat. It's like, and so for me. It's kind of like the, the thing that we had with Eminem. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. And and I think that's why I was just like, I don't, I don't see anything different from him. Like the line in it goes, eyes on Kanichiwa. Like, come on, bro. Like, how many different ways are we gonna say this shit? Like you, you say that shit all the time, and all the, 
I, I don't know. It's just it just doesn't it, it doesn't appeal to me. I guess. Right, but but again, if if you were to stack this song up to all the other Lils that are out now, mm-hmm. it's either on par or a little bit better song wise than true than the other Lils that are out now. But is that what you want from a someone the game. Who's, who's pushed up? In our eyes is Lil Wayne. Do you want someone, someone who's that has on changed par? the game? Someone that 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 has. That's another thing. Is I think that's a, a an issue that I have with putting Wayne and uh, Eminem in my top five because of the stagnation or the, the, they're just stagnant. They're just it's yes, it's consistent, but is that right. a good consistent? Right. Do I want to see you evolve? Like, if I were to put. Kanye West in my top five for like a producers or something like that. He's evolved, and I, yes. that there's an argument there. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know if there's an argument there to see like how he's developed, meaning Lil Wayne and Eminem, how they've developed as artists. As as I mean, like the lyrical ability is always going to be there, but like what else can content. you offer me? Like content, content, content. So, content you know, bro, like imagine hearing a Lil Wayne song where he's telling the story about the Young Money Cash Money thing. Where that he would actually be... goes through it. I would love to hear that fucking song. But is is he going to be sober enough to f- figure that out? <laughs> and that's an, I think that might be another thing. Like, to hear him talk about his drug use and the fact that he's had so many issues Seizures with it. Seizures and almost died. I, it's something that How that many times doesn't... have you woken up in the morning and got a fucking notification on your phone? Little Wayne rushed to the, the hospital. hospital. And I think that's what it is. Like, I mean, I hear some of the lyrics in this, like... I mean... I don't know. It's 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 corny. It's a little it, corny. It's a little corny. It's a little it's, corny. It's, yeah, a little because corny. it's almost like Jay Z. I'm I'm excuse me. I, it's like the whole thing that we said in regards to Eminem, Jay Z. Like you're 40 years old. What are you rapping about? But Lil Wayne's still like only 30 and some change. Yeah, he's only probably about like 36, 37. If no, you think he's younger than that? I'm gonna look it up real fast. Yeah, but he's he's but, young. I don't know. But yeah, he goes. I'm trying to look through like the lyrics to find exactly what he had a he, like. Yes, yeah, sugar sweet codeine. It ain't purple. Then I'm barfing. Sugar in my coffee. Sugar in my morphine. Sugar sweet codeine. It ain't purple. Then I'm barfing. Like I I can't I I can't hear you. It's it's like it's like when you love a an artist. Or you love like a friend and you keep seeing them doing the same dumb shit over and over and over. Like, how do you continue to support that? It's, it's difficult. So that's what that's what kind of kills me about Wayne. But kids love that shit. Like Wayne is the father of all these kids out here. All the lils. That's why they all got face tattoos and they all got all dreadlocks. And they all color their dreadlocks and they all have Lil in their name. They all fucking love Lil Wayne. This is this is funny. Pistol on my side. You don't want to see. You don't want that thing to scream at you, laughing when you die, boy. My pistol, a comedian. <laughs> like, also, yeah, I mean, he says some shit. Like, I mean, it, it's funny, but it's just like, he, what do you say? Pistol in my, it's like pistol in my drawers. You don't want to hear my brief talk. Mm-hmm. Some shit. I mean, it's clever, but what are we... what else? <sighs> what else? 
What else you got for me, Wayne? That's just <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Um, that's all. That's all. I. That's the biggest critique I had. So my question to you then would be, mm. on a scale of one to ten, what's your excitement level for a Carter Five finally being released? Five. I'm right in the middle. Like I don't care. Or I would listen to it if it comes out. Indifferent. Yeah. Okay. I've see, like I like if Conway came out with an album, I'd listen to it. If. So you'd be more excited for a common mm-hmm. album. I was Wayne. excited for August Green. Um, Masego, I love his album. Like, I need something. I, like, there's... I, yeah. We got to talk about we that gotta, album on the yeah, podcast. Next time. Bruh. <laughs> uh, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. I can't... Like, there's there's certain artists that I don't get excited for music anymore just because of the monotony. And so when there's an artist that piques my interest that does something different or does a vibe that I like or something like that, then that's when I start to, you know. Lil Wayne's only 35. Damn, he's only 35, five years older. Not even, three years older than us. Well, four, I'm younger than you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, anyway. But yeah, that's 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 my take on that. Um, what else you got? Wake Up in the Sky, Gucci Mane, Bruno Mars, Kodak Black. Kodak Black. Yo, so... That's an interesting song. So you already know, kind of... I guess you kind of know. I think we talked about Gucci before on the podcast. Only because I was like, we have to talk about Gucci. Yeah. You were never, like, into Gucci. Nope. I was honestly never really into Gucci either. Mm Mm-hmm. But do you remember when we went to the... uh, uh, the radio show yeah, broadcast to go see Kendrick uh-huh. when he was headlining. Yeah. Do you remember on the intermission when they played that Gucci song? And how everybody Gucci, just you got don't it. love me. And how the whole, whole fucking stadium erupted. Went crazy. Mm-hmm. He's got a hold, man. Everybody was singing that motherfucking song and everybody's bouncing and shit. It's like, you can't ignore that. No. Whether I like it, you like it or not. You can't it's, ignore the, the impact. The impact is there. Right. And as, honestly, after that show, after hearing, seeing that impact in that stadium, you got brainwashed. I went back. No, I didn't get brainwashed. <laughs> Fuck you. Nobody brainwashes me. I'm clean. <laughs> All right? Okay. I don't do drugs. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, uh, I went back and started listening to more Gucci. And I kind of understand why, because he's not the best rapper. Right. He's not the best lyricist. No. He picks really good beats. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Um, I got to think about that one. His flows are catchy. His flows are catchy. Yes, the catchiness, which is another father of these rappers. And his voice, he has a good voice. He does have a good voice. Gucci has a good voice on track. Arguable. So I, I I remember back in the day when it was Gucci versus Young Jeezy. I was on Young Jeezy's camp. Because in my opinion, Young Jeezy had better had better bars. Just yeah. hands down. Jeezy had better bars than mm-hmm. Gucci. So that's why I was on Jeezy's camp. Looking at it now, I'm st- I still think Jeezy has better bars. <laughs> Same. I was just going to say, I don't like either of them. Like I like either, I listen to them both the same, which is very little. But my I knew more. I know more. My president is black. My Lambo's blue. Like, yeah. 
Yo, Jeezy has some shit, dude. No, but I know more Jeezy is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. and, and that's why he wins on that one. I mean, Gucci never really gave me much more than I wanted. Like, he he never really talked about anything that that um tickled my interest. <laughs> I don't but, know. But when you understand what he represents... Right. ...and who he's representing it for... Mm-hmm. ...then with that context, you have to understand that in, in that context... He's leagues above his contemporaries. Yeah. I mean, he's... Even the song he had featuring uh, last year with the Migos. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't fucking remember because they fucking shoot songs out like fucking shits, but... Shoot songs out like the shits. Shoot some shits on the shits. Exactly. And get a hammer and turn it. napkin, magin, four quarter, four quarter, Harrison Ford and... uh, (laughs) But no, he, he... for what he's making music, f- that made no fucking sense. Let me rewind that a bit. I get for the bag. who he's making music for. It works, and he's really good at it. And this song for me is—it's not like oh my god, this song is awesome and incredible. But I mean, you've got Bruno Mars on a song with oh, yeah, Gucci, Cronin, and it's like, like it sounds good. The song sounds good. Yeah. So if we're just talking, I was about- pleasantly surprised. Right. If we're just talking about this song, this in, song. Uh, in general, I like it. I like this. I like the groove of it. I like the way that Bruno Mars literally sounds like Gucci Mane from the pitch of his voice. Yeah, he does. To the, yeah, he's doing that hook like he's doing like his he's Gucci, Gucci Man impersonation. Yeah. So to to like the lyrics and the the cadence of it, you you did say that Gucci wrote the hook, right? I think so. It sounds okay. like it, it sounds like it, it right? sounds like he did. And then Kodak Black, I actually enjoy his verse too, even though it's you know it's kind of corny. But it's kind of corny, but it's still it's, it works. It's, it works. It works. For the song. Yeah. Um, and then Gucci, of course, shows up and does what he does. So I mean, it's not a bad song. Um, for what it is, though. Yeah, context. for what it is. Yeah, context. context. We're not trying to fucking save the world. No. You know what I'm saying? We're not Kendrick Lamar on this shit. Like, right. oh my god, Black Power. It's like that's why you have to you have to listen to people with different ears. Yes. We've all we've we've. Established that long, long time ago uh, in this podcast, but yeah, so that 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 track was bad, um, bad isn't good, <laughs> oh, bad, wow. bad, not good. Shout out to them, uh, but yeah. What's well, yeah, next? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Next Man, there's not got... a lot of hate in this podcast. We're we're being too nice. I know, right? Fuck. Well, there's somebody you can hate on next. All right, what's next? <laughs> My boy Wale featuring J Cole. I hope you don't have any hate for this. Um, so Wale, um, he dropped a uh, a five song EP called Free Lunch, um, hence the song that we used in the beginning of this episode. Yeah, so so we we might talk about Free Lunch. You, you think we? Want I to think we. I would. I want to. I because I I actually haven't given it all a full listen, but I yeah. would like to. Okay. I'd like to talk about that and No Name. We'll we'll get all to right. that though. All right. All right. Um. So. He dropped his project, but this song, um, I think this song is the one song that everybody's been listening to. And again, since we're doing a singles podcast, uh, podcast right now, we're just going to talk about that single itself. Um, this song is hard. I love it. I actually hard to listen to. Hard? No, it's hard as in beats hard. Got it. I like them talking their shit. Got it. I like them as a duo. Got I it. like them. I like the product. Like it's clearly J Cole produced. Like you can hear it from the drums yep. to the to the weird ass snare. Like the snare that sounds like an old school punch from 
like uh, Street Fighter or some shit. Yes. <laughs> um, and the drums are a little off. Yeah, the drums I mean, are a little just, off. But the drums are good. N- like not, they, not off as in bad. No. But off as in not tempo contemporary. Like oh yeah, they're not like a one two one one three one three. It's like a and a and a and yeah. a and a. And it makes it makes the rappers have to work a little bit to hit to hit but, their flow. But the thing is, is that I don't think it. I think I feel like the flow was effortless, effortless for both of these two. Which speaks to the quality of rappers on that the song. They, exactly. Put a little pump this on that song. This is why I've always had faith. And it, and it would not be good. I have to say this. This is why I've always had faith that Wale would come back. <laughs> he would be here for me. And he came back on this <laughs> song. I have I had faith in him. And I just had to keep, you know what I'm saying? Like, just keep believing in him. And he gave it to me right here. So Ooh, I, that sounds mildly sexual. Hold on. I don't want no sex from that man. <laughs> I said my own. I know. But, um, and then, like, J. Cole on their talk. They're both just on there talking their shit. The flows are awesome. Yep. Um, I love the way they both say my boy. Like, my boy, like, the hook is amazing. It's just, it's an awesome song altogether. They both need to do this. Maybe J. Cole needs to be on the whole project. I haven't looked into that. We'll figure that out, but. This is the only song he produced on the project. Okay. Well, then. I just I'm just saying that this is this is the vibe that they need. I feel like the camaraderie between the two, between Wale and J. Cole, being how close they are, they are able to get in here and get in their bag really easily. And I think that's you can hear that through the song. I think it's interesting that they did a song together considering the whole false prophets thing. But that's just I feel like that's that's like that he's uh Wale has all has always said like this is just what brothers do. Like this is this is what we talk about, and I, he's, he said, I talked to J. Cole, and I felt a way about him putting this song out. I mean, didn't they go to a basketball game the day after yeah, J. Cole released that shit? exactly. So, like, I just th- I just think that um, you have little skirmishes or little, like, things, little qualms you have with, with people. As long as you were able to talk about your problems and talk about the issues, then you're good. And I feel like Wale has done that with p- multiple people. He's done that with Meek. He's done that with Cole. Like, he he talks about his 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 issues with people, so... I don't know. I like the track. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Like I thought it was really, really good. Um, and I'm I'm glad Wale is finally I'm glad Wale is finally signed to Warner Brothers. Yeah. Actually, directly, because you know Warner is the parent company of um, Atlantic, who he was signed to before. Mm-hmm. So now he actually has a more direct deal with the label, as opposed yeah. to being through this guy, through this guy, through that guy. Which means that he's got more like more control. Clout. Yeah. Yeah. So so we'll see what comes out of it. Because mm-hmm. I'm with you. I mean, I'm sure you remember years ago when we both found out about Wale independently and came mm-hmm. together and we're like, Have you heard this guy Wale? Yeah. And it was a, what was it, hundred miles and running. Yeah. And it was like the, it was the shit. He was so fucking raw. Yeah. So I'm glad he's still in the game. But I've always thought Wale was gonna be in the the Drake. Kendrick Cole conversation, and unfortunately, and it, he's he not. And it's because he had some roadblocks with a couple albums. Roadblocks like, hasn't bad albums, but yeah. yeah. Whereas these other guys just haven't really missed. I mean, Drake's I mean, we, missed, but it doesn't matter. Exactly. That's Drake. what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna disclaim. But yeah. Um, and then we we can touch on this one real brief because we're already at an hour, and then we'll go into the Kanye song. 
but we have to comment on this. We have not commented on Childish Gambino's Feels Like Summer. Oh! We haven't said anything about it, and that is just unfortunate. We it love feels this. Feels Like Summer. That song, the thing that I love about Childish Gambino is that he puts you in a, like, it's so different than anything else that that's that's being released. It's timeless music that's being released. You can listen to it at any point. Like, ever since he p- dropped, um, uh, what's the one, Mama? Uh, I can't remember the, the title of the whole record. One Rebel With was Rainbow on. was on, yeah. Fuck, I... I want to know what the name of it is. Anyway, keep, keep, keep talking. I'm trying to, but I want to know what the name of it is, and I can't do that without knowing what... Awaken My Love, because Me and Your Mama was the first song, and that was one of my favorite songs. That's why I said Mama. But anyway, um, he always gives you, like, this soundscape that is so inviting, and, like, if you just, like, like I, I listen to one song on that Awaken My Love um, album, and I have to listen to the whole thing. Um, and that's the same thing with this this project that he put out, and then Feels Like Summer is just a repeat of mine. Um, he puts you in this place that just really like just takes you to somewhere like you can it the video of it like yeah yeah that's exactly how the sound the song sounds and and feels you know and like the the cameos like the the cartoon characters in it like fucking amazing right i mean he he always finds a way to mix the music with visuals and that's something that He's kind of honestly done. He's done his whole career. Yeah. I mean, even going back to Freaks and Geeks. Yes. I mean, yes, that was a video, and but he, the visuals to that video were still pretty stunning enough to where when I hear the song, I I, I, I have images it. of the mm-hmm. video. The and, red hoodie. Yeah, and him the was dancing. going ham in the fucking mm-hmm. hangar, right? Mm-hmm. And so you see that and you feel that, and then you go up to sober. You hear sober. And you know exactly what he's doing in that video. So, yeah, exactly. the, the visuals, yeah. And so he's always tied in stunning visuals with his music. Mm-hmm. Whether they were made in conjunction or whether it came after the fact, he's always found a way to make it to grab your attention and make it stand out. And make it blend together. Always. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's, that's unique in this day and age because, yeah, YouTube is big and the videos are big, but videos aren't what they used to be. They really aren't. You know? Um, you know me. I be on the YouTubes all the time. On the YouTubes? I be on the YouTubes. Shout out to Ronald Jenkins. Or Jinkies. Jinkies. Um, I don't know. But no, I mean, having the animated video, having all the cameos, it gives... And it, for me, the fact that he's able to blend the two, the visuals and the music, really expresses his... his him... Excuse me. Ew, that one was like... It was wet. But it exposes him as an artist. Yeah. An overall artist. And so when you talk about what an artist is, it's not just a singer or rapper or a painter or whatever, but it's someone who's able to convey an idea through a a medium that still leaves it up to interpretation. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's able to do that musically and then also visually. Yep. And he ties those together in a way that is... I mean, in modern times, I think we'll look back 20, 30 years later and be like, yo, he was he was one of them dudes. Like he was he was as the, many times ta- the yeah. Van Gogh of of hip hop at that right. time because 
he's able to blend so many different things mm-hmm. and make and invoke thought yep. and emotion and conversation. Exactly. Like it it makes everyone talk like every video he's put out it's making people talk. Yep. It's making people try and guess, making people try and interpret these things. You know what I mean? He don't talk about it. And he don't say shit about it. He don't say shit. Like, to to this day, I don't know if that ice cream is XXX Tentacion. I mean, like, yeah, everyone's interpreting it that way. I just don't understand the significance of him being ice cream. Yeah, it's a black and white ice cream thing, but why is he ice cream? We'll never fucking know because Childish Gambino... He'll never tell us. He'll never never tell us, but I just... I truly appreciate the artistry from him. And I I do agree that, like, looking back in this, it's going to be... He's prolific. Yep. Prolific for for sure. I think that's one of the words. And he let Chance the Rapper sleep on his couch for a while. Yeah, I didn't know that. How'd you know that? He was in that when when Chance went to LA. That's that. That's why they did that that uh, video together. Oh, okay. On Chance's album. Cool. He like let Chance like crash his crib. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, his previous Probably. album, his previous album, because the internet, where he's mm-hmm. talking about having all these people over his house, mm-hmm. it was a loose reference to actually his crib in LA. Where he would just have up and coming people just come stay, crash to this crib. Like, yo, you in LA, you were artists, you were recording. Mm. I like your shit. Come crash to the crib, bro. Nice. That's what he did. Interesting. Well, moving on to people that have not let people, you know what? No, fuck that. I'm going to boo myself right now. What'd you, well, whoa, 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 whoa. Oops, wrong one. What are you doing? Um, I was trying to make a transition into Kanye, but that didn't work. Um, <laughs> so let's go into this Kanye and Lil Pump song. Um, this Kanye and Lil Pump song is fucking awesome. I don't care. I know I've been off Kanye for a long time. I still haven't listened to Kid See Ghost. Y'all can kill me. I only listened to uh, Yay once because y'all Kids forced me. Kid See Ghost is so good. I don't care. Um... I will not listen to it. Oh, I think I, I listened to Kid Sea Ghost once. You had to. We yeah. talked about it. Exactly. But I haven't gone back to those. But this I Love It song with Lil Pump, it's the one song that I, I'm, I'm like making an exception for. So with this song, it's definitely... <laughs> this song is so dope, man. It has references to... Uh, fuck, what's the name of that video game? Minecraft. Not, not Minecraft. It's the Minecraft clone. Was, oh. Anyway, it's like a Minecraft Some kid shit. Yeah, some kid shit. I don't fucking play that shit. Me either. But so. it, it's the playoff of a fucking video game, which is very popular with the mm-hmm. kids. Little Pump, 18 years old. Yeah. He's very popular with the kids. Mm-hmm. Kanye West, 40 years old, not so popular with the kids. <laughs> a little bit, though. People know who he is. He, he found a way to stay relevant. Yeah. And, I mean... A lot of people talk a lot of shit about this song. Like, it's stupid. The song's about nothing. It's like, yeah, I know. That's the point. You review it for what it is. That's the point. Yeah. This song is not supposed to be about anything. But it, 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 for me, it's reminiscent of old Kanye. That's exactly what I was going to say. So what I mean by old Kanye, I mean like Kanye's workout plan, Kanye, where he's just being fucking goofy. He's saying some dumb shit. And even the way his his voice is mixed on this song sounds like old Kanye, where he's like, his voice comes through really strong and not auto-tuny. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that like... There's no auto-tune on his voice. There's no auto-tune on his voice. 
it's just him. Because he's just rapping. Rapping on it. And I, I miss that. Um, if you even watch the video, oh, it's you can hilarious. see, like, I, I, re- I refer to it as the gold digger vibe that he had. Cause it, and also what you said, the um, workout plan. Workout plan. Because, like, if you, he's having fun in the he's video. He's having so much fun. And he, he looks like he's happy. And that's the kind of like, and, and the way he's dancing and everything, like, it's all, so, it's cute. And like, to me, like, as a female, just, you know, as a girl saying, like, oh, that's cute. Like, the way he's dancing just looks fun. It's great. Um, and Pump, he's trying to match the, the energy, but it doesn't get there at all. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it just looks good. Like, he's just having fun. And it's in, he looks healthy in it for some reason. Like, I look at him and I see a different... Oh, he's eating his vegetables. I, I'm just saying, like, he looks... He doesn't look like he's, like, drugged out or something like that. He's got this big-ass Minecraft suit on. I don't think it's that. But, like, if you just look at his face, his face looks clear. And I don't know if I'm... Maybe it's just me looking into it maybe, too much. Maybe. But I feel like his face looks clear in it. And, um... And to pair that with all the stuff that he's been doing around the, the city now, like he's been out in Chicago and he's been doing all of these things with like, you know, Rhyme Fest and fucking going back to the house. And I, like he's all around, like he came back to Chicago, he apologized and uh, is back with Don C and Manop managing him. Like all these things, like putting these pieces back together that brought, that brought him to us as Kanye West and so I just like for some reason this song just feels different, and I and it so felt different. it felt different before I knew all this shit was happening, and that's how I felt when I saw him. And then the fact that I'm seeing him doing all this shit now is kind of like okay, he's trying to figure out his life, and he's still canceled to me for, but I'm still watching for the, him to be because that apology was canceled. whack as fuck. The apology was pretty whack. So, but I, he's still can- canceled, but I see that he's trying to take steps to be better. So I'm still watching, and I'm still like okay. We can figure this out. Oh, Kanye's courting, courting his his classic fans. Exactly, it's working. And then one other thing I want to say is that this song sounds hella Bay Area. Really, you think so? You're such a fucking hoe. I love it. It sounds it sounds like a Tiger song, which sounds like a lot of Bay shit. So it's like. Through the so like imagine mm-hmm. rack city bitch rack rack city bitch. Mm-hmm. It's just anything that has a snap on it, like the Bay coin that city. shit, and Mustard took it. So that's what I'm saying. But it sounds like rack city. I mean, it was produced by Clark Kent, Kanye West, CB Mix, uh, and Ronnie J. So I mean, it's supposed to be Chicago, but it sounds Bay as fuck. Am I boring you, my nigga? Like a little bit, yeah. Fuck you. Then. Everything's the bay, right? Oakland over everybody. Yes, it's what if, it's if, on my hat. If you right guys now. can't see, she has a hat on. It right says now. Oakland versus it says everybody. Oakland versus everybody. I don't give a fuck if I'm still in Chicago. I'm gonna rep my it's city. It's not even Chicago. It's a playoff of Detroit versus everybody, which was a song by Eminem with Daniel Brown on there. Big Sean was on there. But my hat says Oakland versus everybody, plays, which means plays from a song which means by Eminem, which means that was. Detroit Oakland versus everybody. over everybody. And Danny anyway, Brown is that shit. So I'm gonna end it right here because he's being a little. Yo, shout out to Danny Brown, yo. You my nigga, shout bro. Shout out to Danny Brown. That didn't sound like that. Using way too many napkins. <laughs> 
napkins, plamina, bamina, scamina, camina, 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 Shout out to... Oh, one other random thing, since I'm saying Danny Brown. I ran into Shigo Turbo the other day. Oh. Walking down the street. What? I saw, I was like, hey, Shigo Turbo! And she's like, what up? And she walked over and we fucking chatted for a bit. So yeah, shout How out to she Shigo doing? Turbo. Shout out to her. She going good, yo. She had a bad bitch next to her, so it's all, it's all love. It's all love. I'm telling her you called whoever she was next to a bitch. No, nah, I didn't call her a bitch. I said she was with a bad bitch. She was with a bad, 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 bad. She was with a baddie, 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 bad. So, so yeah, y'all. Th- thank y'all for your support at the Pod Slam. Really appreciate that shit. Yo, we gotta stop because you know we don't saying? know how that shit's gonna go. <laughs> Yo, he she trying to act like <laughs> we already did that shit. We are recording two episodes and we're recording one there, so we might drop that one as our episode for one of these weeks as well. So. I'm just saying, y'all, thank y'all for y'all support. It was great to see all y'all at the Postland event. He's talking to the future right now. You know now. what I'm saying? Hey, I'm I'm always in the future, bro. If you ain't ahead, you behind. So If you ain't ahead, you behind. And if you behind, you ahead. I'm just saying, y'all. Appreciate that shit. Um, all the donations went to a good cause. Oh, did they? Did mm-hmm. they really? Mm-hmm. Do you even know? I do. You don't know shit. I was there. Yo, you were there, too. He was on stage. Oh, was I? Mm-hmm. You don't know shit. What you know about this? Not much. Teach me. Original heads, my nigga. Don't front. You know you got your open. Don't front. And we out. So let's go ahead and say we really appreciate you guys. Yes, thank you. We we really want to say that we... We're really, really, really appreciative of the fact that you guys have stuck with us through, this is what, 81? Episode 81. 81 episodes. We're trying to get to 100 by the end of the year. 100 by the end of the year? That means 20 more episodes, my nigga. Damn, that's a lot of episodes. Anyway, uh, you guys can check us out on all of our social media at Through the Crate. <laughs> he missed it. It's okay. Uh, you can do great. Oh, all right. And it's late. Uh, anyway, check us out. Uh, keep in touch with us. Tell us what you think about everything. Um, we really appreciate y'all. Um, and we out this bitch, mother books. Deuces.